You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. With actors in over 20 Broadway shows and other stages across the globe, we are your one-stop shop for all things fitness and theater. So if you're looking to marry your career in theater with a journey in fitness, I'm your guy where we are your platform. Been doing this for a long, long time long, long time. Uh, it's been our mission to train actors like athletes because that's what you are. So go to billforthestage.com and we'll be on our way with a uh, seven-day free trial. All right, let's bring on our special guest today. Uh, they're currently in London. They made their debut in the West End in the revival of Cabaret, but they're actually an American, I believe a New Yorker. We'll find out here pretty soon. Uh, but got to just run across this actress on uh, the Insta. We connected. I got to see the show in London. I guess it's, wow, maybe it's been a month ago now. Time's flying. So uh, please welcome to the podcast, Laura Delaney. Hey, Laura. Hey, Joe. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for just being so pleasant from the first sentence that we exchanged on Instagram. You're an awesome person. So really excited to have our listeners get to know you. Yeah, thanks. Nice to be here. All right. So you're calling in from London. You made your uh, West End debut in o- October. Yeah. Like yeah. Pretty, not too long ago. Yeah. It feels like forever ago now, but yeah, it was just back in October. So a little over a month all ago. All right. So before we jump in, let's rewind. All right. Let's rewind. So where you're originally from where? Did I, I get that right? Yeah, you were right about that. So I grew up on the Upper West Side, born and raised, and and then I just moved over to London in the beginning of last year, around last September. Got it. And you came over for school, correct? I did. I came over to do a master's, and then I just decided, you know what, I want to stick around. Yeah, in musical theater, yes, from Royal Academy of Music? Yeah, Royal Academy of Music. They've got a master's of arts in musical theater, just one year, um, which I really liked because I didn't want to do, I'd already done years of school before so yeah yeah it was really nice to just have the one-year program and yeah I loved it it was great great program you weren't you weren't interested in becoming a professional student you know believe it or not uh no I was I was done and I felt like I just needed intense training that was just one year in out 
and then yeah. the industry. So in the States, that's unique if that's even a thing anywhere. So what does that look like to just train for one year? You said it's intensive. So how intense is that one year? So it's pretty, it's pretty intense. So our standard school hours were usually nine to six 30 every day with classes in the morning and then rehearsals, rehearsal time in the afternoon. Um, but then on top of that, we also have our sort of individual practice time as well as additional practice time with our musical directors. This program in particular was really nice because we had the performers, but then we also had musical directors training in their musical direction course. And they would then accompany us for classes and projects. So we were working with them really closely the entire year. So it made for a lot of extra rehearsal time. Um, and then in as well on a lot of Sundays, Saturday was usually our day off. But honestly, that's not so different from what show life is now with the one day off week. So um, it was a kind of good prep in that way. And where did you go to undergrad? I went to Harvard. Never heard of it. <laughs> I was <not laughs> in performing arts at the time. Very different. I did psychology, uh, actually. Okay, I wanted to bring it up because I wanted, to, I wanted, to, I had seen that, and I wanted to think. I wanted to uh, ask you. You sure? Did you go to Harvard for theater? So you just answered my question. Yeah. You said psychology. Yeah, I studied psychology. Okay. I took, I took a couple uh, arts classes here and there, but not not much. Um, but I did do a lot of extracurricular dance while I was in school. So I was really involved with like the hip hop company that we have on campus. And that was kind of my performance outlet. Okay, yeah. cool. All I, right, good. We, st we stumbled on something great here. All right. So if you go to school for psychology mm -hmm. at Harvard, that small town, small time university, um, what was this beforehand, like growing up that you were a performer or this, when did this all, what you made a decision on, I'm going to do psychology and not performance. Then you changed your mind and tell us how this all happened. Yeah. So growing up when I was really little, I did a lot of dance um, and I did that up until I was about 12 or 13. And then I kind of switched into athletics, but I still loved to perform so in middle school and high school. I was in the orchestra and you know the choir. And, and then I did some musical theater in high school, but I played travel volleyball. So that was kind of my thing at the time that I, that I mostly did outside of school. And then when I went to college, I just really missed performing and I thought, you know, I want to get back into it. I want to get back into dancing. Um, and I had recently become really interested in hip hop. So I joined this hip hop company and did most of that through school. Um, and then it wasn't until my senior year of college that I actually decided, you know, I want to go back to musical theater and do that again. So I'd always loved it. I just never thought, I think growing up, I just always thought it was unattainable. Um, it just wasn't a realistic goal. It was a dream. It was something I loved to do, but I never really sat down and thought about what are the specific steps I would need to take to do this professionally. So I sort of just ended up on a more academic route um, and doing the arts outside of, outside of class. But then by the end of college, I sort of knew, you know, I want to give this a go. I want to give it a try. And, and then, you know, things kind of went from there. Okay. So when you said you started to do stuff outside of uh, college, like while you're still at Harvard, what were those things you were doing? What off campus musical, like what were you doing? Yeah. So I was doing on campus, a lot of the dance. And then my senior year, I did one on campus show. Um, and then I did a children's musical at the American Repertory Theater. And that was a really special project. Essentially, the theater used to have a graduate acting program. 
And typically the graduates would do a children's holiday musical. It was part of the ART season. Um, but they had suspended the program. So they approached a director who uh, went to Harvard at the same time as I did. And he had been doing a lot of experimental work and they approached him and they just asked him to create a musical um, and do it for, you know, do it at the, as the part of this holiday season at the ART. Mm -hmm. And he was able to like pick his entire team. Um, so they wrote this disco musical, disco version of the Emperor's New Clothes. And, no, no. and it was a team. Um, yeah, so it was written. My friend was the lyricist on it. And another friend was a composer. Um, and we had a choreographer. So it was from scratch, brand new show. And I loved it. It was, it was, I mean, I was in a full face of makeup every morning at 8.30 a.m. Because it was a children's performance. But mm. I knew <laughs> it, was, it was brutal. Uh, but at the same I'm, time, I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm actually uh, recalling the times in my young acting career where I was in a children's show or two. Yeah. And, and, and that feeling of like. What is my what is my life right now at eight a.m. and yeah, yeah. screaming <laughs> exactly screaming doing disco dancing with a bunch of four year olds and yeah. but I loved it and it was I think it was definitely a moment where I thought okay if I'm having this much fun doing this at the crack of dawn then you know I must really love doing this and yeah. and I didn't want to stop so I actually connected there was a the executive producer of the of the show, um, Diane Borger, who worked at the American Repertory Theater, she had produced the show and she was really encouraging to all of us and kind of, you know, about about thinking about doing this professionally. Um, and it sort of just went from there. I decided I needed actual training. And then um, I started working a corporate job after I graduated, but was saving money for training and started working with private singing teacher and acting through song teacher um, up until the point where I auditioned to come train over here. So. Okay, that was going to be my question. So you started some more formal training before you did your audition or application process to the Royal Academy. Yes. So unfortunately, I had a whole plan where I was going to try and work as a dance fitness instructor and take classes. And then the pandemic hit. So I was lucky to be able to keep my job that I had, you know, working corporate from home. And I continued to do that. So I actually started taking singing lessons over Zoom. Um, with my teacher, Baydeen Magaziner in New York, and she was amazing. And it was the first time I'd really taken formal voice instruction. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was exactly what I needed to start actually, you know, thinking about what it takes to do this professionally. Um, and then she also put me in touch with another teacher named David Friedman, who was sort of my acting coach at the time. And then I, I realized I wanted something that was more formal and like in terms of being in person on campus with other students. Um, and that's how I kind of stumbled upon Ram. And then I, you know, they helped me prepare for those auditions. And then I ended up here. All right, wait, let's rewind. You're about to do dance fitness instructing. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. So I have always been really, I, I love dance cardio. If I'm going to do cardio, I prefer, you know, something like Zumba or other, other forms of dance cardio. And I don't know if you've heard of 305 Fitness, but it's like a hip hop cardio. Oh, yeah. 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 So my whole plan was to be a 305 Fitness instructor and then take classes uh, outside of that. Then obviously all of that shut down with the pandemic. But I still I'm still very into dance cardio and dance fitness. And that's actually usually how I'll lead start warm ups at the show now is we'll do like one song of a of a cardio routine, um, but really fun sort of cardio routine. 
And mm-hmm. I don't know. I always find that it gets it bursts my <laughs> bursts so my you, energy. You uh you lead the warm-ups at Cabaret? Every other day. So I'm assistant dance captain. So I rotate with our dance captain Ella. Um although she's been out this week, so I've just been doing this week. But yeah, usually we lead a warm-up, about 20 minute warm-up, about an hour and a half before the show. Um and yeah, it's a lot of fun. So you ended up doing your dance cardio instructing after I all. I did. I did. Yeah. And I started trying to keep keep track of all my little routines. Uh-huh. And so who knows? Maybe one day I'll get back more into it seriously. But yeah, maybe just uh, knock. Give me a knock. Knock on the door. <laughs> okay. we, we, we could chat. Yeah. Uh, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary dw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus all right so we kind of just organically segued into the show there uh we were talking a, a while back i guess it was a month or so that you did get to experience the show before going on uh like yeah. the whole show like as a true uh patron going into the theater yeah i uh, freaking just am obsessed with the whole thing from start to finish i think the conceptually how they made it truly a Kit Kat club from the jump from the very beginning is just amazing yeah uh, can you just share your experience with it um not as a performer but when you first got to just like see what this was all about from the outside absolutely so it was almost a year ago, and as you may or may not know, the the show has a lottery every day. And when it was just op- when it had just opened, and it still had Eddie Redmayne and Jesse Buckley, it was really hard to get tickets. So I had been entering the lottery every single day to get tickets to go to the show, and so had my friend Ryan, and my and my oh my gosh, my entire Twitter feed at the time was just retweeting that I entered the lottery to try and increase my chances. Like I hadn't I didn't tweet anything else. So we, when we, when my friend Ryan finally won and said we were going to go, we were already super excited before we even walked through the door. And so that was kind of the energy was already set just from feeling lucky to have won the lottery. But then I think when you, when you go in, as you experience, it just is not what you were, what you're expecting from a typical show. I thought I found it really fascinating that the moment I walked through the door, you were already in the show as opposed to hanging out in the lobby of the theater waiting and, you know, the, it's immersive. The performers, musicians are right there in your face. The dancers are right there in your face, interacting with you. And I just had never experienced something like that. So I just thought it was absolutely stunning. And and then the show itself, I loved. I love shows that are in the round. First of all, I thought that was really cool. And I thought it was really striking how there's very little set, um, yet the show was so vivid and 
I just found that really fascinating. And, and I love the dance, like coming from a hip hop background, I found that the dance was really, it wasn't the typical sexy cabaret that you, that you expect. It was really kind of raw and animalistic at times and kind of funky for lack of a better word. And um, yeah, I just was, I just was like mind blown. I just hadn't seen anything like it. And then we actually got pulled up in the, uh, in the interval. They have the, right, right. Come up and do the, yeah, the conga line. We actually got pulled up. So that was, it was just the icing on the cake to that night. Mm. Of course you did. Of course you look, I still have my, my sticker here. On oh the yeah. Back yeah. 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 I had to yeah. just mine yesterday cause they were falling off, but yeah. When yeah. you go to, when you go to enter the theater, the, the doorman, the, the guys along the line, they're like, the first, the first act is this amount of time long. Make sure you go to the restroom. If you need to, there is no cell phone use. And then you walk in and there's, they give you the sticker, put it over your camera on your phone. And then I love, it's like a speakeasy at first when you walk in, it's just that stairway, that stairwell that you just walk down with all those nice beads or whatever those little chain yeah. things are. Stuff on the, yeah. 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 yeah it's really cool. Okay. So wait, you are, you didn't know you were going to be in the show when you won the lottery. Yeah. No, that you was, know. that was almost six months before I auditioned. Oh, that- that makes it so much, uh, so much more of an awesome story because yeah. you you truly loved the show and wanted to see it and like was all about it before even getting in. Oh yeah, I was all. I mean, I continued to enter the lottery after that one time, and I actually won again. Well, so my friend won the first time and took me, and then I won the second time. So I got to see both casts. So I had already become a huge fan of the show. It was also the first show I did in high school. Um, so it was cool to come back and see a completely different version. And obviously we were in high school, so ours was a bit more tame. Um, is, is that why, like, you were you entering the lottery to every West End show in London or was it just Cabaret? Just Cabaret. Like, well, what is it? Was it because of that high school experience or what is it about the show where you were like, oh, I have to see this thing? Yeah. I, well, I love Candor and Ebb. Um, Cabaret, Chicago, kind of jazzy musical theater is right up my alley so already it was just a show I knew I really wanted to see um and yeah I thought it was really fun that it was done in high school the lottery thing sort of happened because the tickets when the show first opened and still are are quite expensive and compared to other shows on the west end where you can get rush tickets more easily cabaret was selling out so quickly because of Eddie Redmayne and kind of the, the star name that they had behind the show at the time and so it was just really hard to get an affordable ticket and the lottery tickets are only 25 pounds. So if you win, you get really nice seats at a much cheaper price than you would if you were just buying them normally. And so that's kind of why we were entering the lottery because it's the only way that we could actually afford to get a ticket. Nice. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure we highlighted that part of the story because now that we get to the part where you audition and you're cast in the show, that had to have been uh, an amazing moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. It was, it was an incredible moment. And I had been, well, when I got the audition email, the first notice from my agent, I just, I was like, this can't be cabaret, cabaret. Can it? it just seemed like a show that you couldn't even get in the room for. Like you just, they don't audition. It just happens. I don't know. That was, that was literally what my brain was thinking. So that just to even get in the room was, was incredible. And then I went through four rounds of auditions and I was on hold for a few weeks. So by the time I actually found out, I had sort of you know, it just as a defense mechanism, kind of let it go and thought if it happens, it's a pleasant surprise. If not, you know, whatever comes yeah. next, we'll see. Um, but yeah, then I found out and I actually, my 
at the time my mom and my stepdad were in town. So they were here from the States visiting and they had bought tickets to the show for that night because my mom wanted to see it regardless of whether I got cast in it or not. And then I, she had the tickets for the Friday night and then they called me Friday afternoon and I didn't tell her. So I told her when we were at the theater watching the show and, and she was just over the moon. So the whole day was, was really exciting. It was, yeah, it was really special. Wow. Okay. So the day you find out you're in the show, you go and see the show that evening with your, yeah. with your mom. Yeah. And that was her amazing. So cool. Yeah. It was really, it was awesome. Yeah, so it was good. All right, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna set up my next question with a question. So, <laughs> you, you going back to Harvard? You graduate. You audition and get into the Royal Academy. You're you're there studying. Uh, do we do any professional credits before getting the show Cabaret? No. So my only. Per- or my most recent professional credit before that was the American Repertory Theater. Um, And that was in, that was 2018. The children's show. The children's show. The children's show. Yeah. That was years ago. Um, And then, yeah, I had done, I I had done, I did go up to Edinburgh Fringe Festival this summer and I did two, two musicals while I was up there. But by the time I went up, I had already. You had already auditioned. Okay, great. So I, I wanted to bring that up. Not to uh, discredit, I brought it up because it makes the story even more phenomenal. Because how how is like how's your I don't know your mindset, your frame of mind going into these auditions, and you're still like very new to the game. And on top of it, you're in London that you haven't been there that long. It hasn't been you know, so you're kind of you have a lot going i guess i don't want to say against you but you don't you definitely don't have like you're not in your home court advantage just chilling you know yeah no definitely well i think i have to thank ram where i trained for it because they really did put an emphasis on professional opportunities and just professional prep and during the year so even though we were training throughout the year we had casting directors come in we had uh, people from Cameron McIntosh's team come in and he's casting like Miz and Phantom and, um, you know, Pippa Alien is doing Lion King and all these other shows and Moulin Rouge. Um, so I had, I had had a couple of auditions before I actually had to go in for the cabaret audition, which was really nice. And I felt, I mean, I auditioned for Hamilton probably now a year ago here. And when I think about how just frankly terrible that audition was, compared to when I auditioned for cabaret, I had been in the room so many more times. And by that point I felt much more calm and was like, just knew how to sort of handle the situation a bit better. And yeah, so that I, I really have to thank them for that because I felt by that point I had probably been in the room for five big shows. And yeah. So it was, it was just sort of a time thing. The moments of falling on your face or feeling inadequate in like maybe the Hamilton audition or the others, it's so important, right? Like, it's a part of the process and, and it's, it sucks in the moment, but it sets you up for that successful moment. And in your case, cabaret in, in the future. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And I, I mean, I, I had an audition for Moulin Rouge and I was really excited about that one. That was sort of the first one that I let myself get my hopes up for because I made it a few rounds and then it didn't work out, but I sort of try and keep the mindset of, it just means something better is coming or better for you. Not, you know, um, yeah. objectively, but just more suited to to this moment in life, and then 
cabaret happened and I couldn't feel like that's more true. I, yeah, it feels like it's really up my alley. Yeah. So I'm just glad everything worked out. But yeah, it's, it is, those moments do happen. So. All right, everyone listening, rewind about three, three to five minutes and just listen to this section of the episode over and over and over again, because you just got to keep stepping up to the plate and swinging for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's take a, a short little break and loosen it up a bit and, and put you on the BFTS hot seat. Are you Ooh, ready? Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you nervous? I'm ready. I have no idea what's coming. So. All right, good. All right. So first question, <laughs> you walk into a room and the TV's on. And on the TV, there's a movie playing that you've seen over a hundred times. Mm. But no matter how many times that you've seen this movie, you have to stop and watch it. What is this movie? Last Holiday, but with Queen Latifah. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. All right. You're <clears throat> going to the theater or the gym or starting your day and you're just not feeling it. What song on your playlist are you going to play to kind of get your spirits going? Ooh, that's a good one. Probably Work It by Missy Elliott. Okay, amazing. <laughs> um, you are reincarnated on this earth as an animal. Which animal are you going to come back as and why? Oh, gosh, this is a tricky one. I'm sort of bird. I'm sort of bird, I would say, because I don't like flying, but I think being in the air is very cool. So if I could do it as a bird where I – I'm not relying on another device, that would be amazing. Okay. You uh, have the ability to travel in time. Mm. Where are you going to go? Where? And in what time period uh, will it be? I'm going to stay in New York and I'm going to go to the Harlem Renaissance. Okay. And, and what, what, time, what time period is that? Help me out. So I'll go 20s. I'll go 20s, 30s. Okay. 20s, 30s. Yeah. Is that... Is that flappers yet? Yeah, yeah, just about. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is it about uh, that era that you like? I think the style is cool, the music and style of dancing. And in New York at the time, I think there was sort of this blooming community of black artists in Harlem and poetry and music and everything was really creative at the time. So I just think it'd be cool to experience. Okay. You are an American in London and an American friend is coming to visit you. Where are you going to take them that's not like touristy? That is one of your favorite spots. It could be eating, park, nightlife, whatever you might want it to be. That's a good one. Uh, there is a Mexican food spot in Farringdon called Daddy Donkey that has addictive burritos. And I would take them there 100% to have a burrito. Okay, Laura, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Daddy Donkey, is that what you said it's called? Daddy Donkey, yep. Let's go, Daddy Donkey. It's so okay. good. I, I swear by it. What's your go-to burrito? I like, sometimes I sometimes I rotate, but usually pork or chicken, uh, rice, beans, the works, green salsa, I love green salsa, extra cheese always, and I love some corn in there as well. No sour cream, though. No. What Never about no, no guacamole? No avocados maybe, in there? Maybe guac on the side, depending on how much they charge for it. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Congratulations. You're off the BFTS hot seat. You nailed Thank it. You. Great job. All right. So as we go to um, wrap this up, as a swing, how many uh, tracks are you covering in the show? I'm covering five tracks. So, right. yeah. But with Cabaret, it's kind of nice because I'm covering all of the Kit Kat girls. 
the the choreo from track to track isn't changing that much. It's more just the positioning, which can be tricky because we're in the round. So we don't have, it's just a bit different. There isn't sort of one front. Um, but yeah, just positioning in certain poses and certain timing of cannons and things like that. But it's actually quite, I, I really enjoy it. Um, and having the tracks be that similar, but slightly different. And and since you came in uh, in the middle of the run, in the midst of it, mm-hmm. how was that process of being taught the swing tracks? Was it just kind of like, here you go, good luck? Or what? did your dance yeah. captain walk you through a lot? Or what was it? What, what was that like? So the, the previous dance captain actually didn't, didn't stay on for another year. So at the time of our rehearsals, we didn't have a dance captain just yet. Um, but we were in rehearsals with our associate choreographer and our resident uh, choreographer, our choreographer was just having a baby, which was very amazing. Um, and they were really good about having the swings doing, uh, you know, doing the choreography. So we would, we would all learn it together in front of the mirror. Then we would get up on our rehearsal stage um, and we might sort of just run the number and then I can stand in as one of the girls. And I had just ended up, I just decided for my brain, it was easiest to learn one track really well and then learn the others in relation to that track. And, and so that's what I ended up doing, which proved pretty helpful. And the one that I started learning was my first cover track. So I, that's the one that I've actually gone on the most for, and that I'll be on for tonight, actually. Um, and that made it quite easy then to learn the rest of them. All right, cool. Nice. Um, <clears throat> a question that it's kind of like a hot seat-ish question. If you weren't doing this performing would you go back to the psychology field or what would, what do you think you'd be, you'd be doing right now? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think if I weren't performing, this is going to sound very random, but I've always loved woodworking and like carpentry. And so maybe I would try and get involved in set design or set construction, something that's still close to the arts, but not with me being on stage. Um, Mm. but I definitely wouldn't go back to the, to the corporate job I had before. I was just working in business and it just was not, up, was not up my alley, so to speak. Um, so yeah, something creative still, but maybe not. Are, are you still into like, you said psychology that you went to school for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, did you see, did you see this on Netflix yet? It just came out uh, like a couple of days ago. I haven't watched it yet. With uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Is it good? It's, it's kind of bananas. Like really? he makes this, he's making a movie about, uh, his therapist and and the therapist's uh, theories and tools of how he likes to uh, work with his clients mm-hmm. or patients. And then in the middle of the movie, something very drastic happens. And you're like, no effing way. And really? then from, I don't want to give it away, but like oh, just that watch, yeah. Just that moment alone is worth watching it for sure. Mm-hmm. And the and the man, I don't know him personally, but just like how he comes across in the movie, he just seems very lovely. So mm. uh, I definitely, I think I just showed it. Did I ever, it's called Stut. Yes, uh, I think. Yeah. yeah, I saw I saw the, the poster <clears throat> and I was reading the description, but all right, I'll, okay. have to, I'll have to give it a watch. Okay, so with woodworking, like what are you going to make? A rocking chair? Like what are we going to make here? <laughs> so I took a couple sculpture classes in college and honestly, they were my favorite courses and I just made random things. So maybe, yeah, furniture could be cool, something practical. So uh, you're talking like, what is it called? Um, what, what do you what do you call it when you're like shaving down the wood? Oh, yeah, and make- whittling. <laughs> what is it? Whittling. Whittling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whittling. I didn't I didn't do much of that, but more like what I do. I sort of would like cut 
cut sculpture pieces out of wood. Um, it sounds so random. But yeah, maybe I would try building furniture or something practical. Random is good. Random is entertaining. Yeah, for sure. True, true. All right, Laura, thanks so much for joining us on the episode. Uh, so appreciate you. And it was great to virtually meet you. And thanks to uh, everyone that listened and tuned in. If you want to follow Laura on the gram, it's at underscore Laura Delaney. And that's in the description of this episode for you to easily access as well as a lot of uh, other information about Laura. So follow along with her journey. Be a super fan. We are here at BFTS for sure. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. All right, everyone. Laura Delaney currently in the West End cast of Cabaret. I'm Joe Roscoe with Built for the Stage. Actors are athletes. If you want to try that free trial, go to builtforthestage.com and we'll be on our way seven days on an interactive fitness app and uh, we'll chat it up. All things fitness and nutrition. Until next time, we'll see you later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.